You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Hope you guys are doing great out there in this crazy of years uh, as we're winding towards the end of it. It doesn't seem like the madness is coming any shorter, though. It's still crazy out there, but hope you guys are handling it okay. Um, as always, thank you to everybody who's reached out with their love and support and all the new listeners that are finding us. It's a great pleasure to have you with us, so thank you for that. And if you have any stories of your own that you'd like to share and be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to me via email at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. I've got a great show lined up for you guys. I have Eric joining me today, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going to share with us a bunch of those experiences he's had with Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever you want to call them. And uh, it's going to be a great show, so I hope you guys are ready because it's time to start. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on and doing this. Uh, it's always, you know, and I say this all the time, but I couldn't be more sincere that it really is a great pleasure to talk to those of you who have experiences yourself. I find these shows to be absolutely fascinating and, and really wild, but I got to commend you because it takes a bit of courage to get out and, and uh, share these parts of your lives. So thank you so much. Yes, of course. Oh. Of course. So I guess, you know, Eric, I, I know you've got a bunch of things to share, but if if you don't mind, I'd just like to take a second and, and ask you, um, first of all, where did this all start for you? Was this, has this been a lifelong journey or is this something that just happened and all of a sudden, oh my God, what was that? Or how did this begin for you? Well, uh, it started about when I was about 10 years old. Okay. And yeah, it's, I would say it's probably gotten worse. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Uh-huh. So I've had sightings from 10 from probably 1980 all the way up until oh, probably about four or five years ago or encounters, uh, I guess. Maybe not. Okay. Complete sightings, but yeah. Yeah, that's quite a lifelong experience then. Yeah, it's really weighed me down. Oh, I bet. That's for sure. Man. That's for sure. So let's see. Um, oh, let's see. Um, so when I was in about seventh or eighth grade, I lost a, a friend of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And so I was kind of mourning, mourning his death and kind of walking around our little small farm that we had and just trying to clear my thoughts and being, being by myself. And mm-hmm. I was kind of drawn to a little Creek that we had in the back of our property. Sat back there with my, with my Walkman. Uh-huh. I was listening to some music and, and I just had this, this urge or feeling or drawing like to go across the Creek and go back into these, this grove of trees, basically it was, it wasn't really a forest. It was just like some riparian type trees. <clears throat> and as soon as I got back in there, uh, yeah, it was, uh, not quite sure how to say this, but, uh, I just heard, heard in my head, you know, uh, leave basically. Oh, wow. leave or I will kill you. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, uh, of course that was, uh, before the movie, uh, predator. Uh, huh. I think, I think predator came out in like 96 or no, 86 or 87. Sure. Yeah. That'd be about right. But I, I saw, saw these like shimmering. I couldn't tell if it was the, uh, the leaves of the trees or, where the, it was the shimmering or yeah, it was a really strange experience. Wow. And then the siren, siren scream, like kind of blasted me and froze me. Oh, <laughs> Mind you, I grew up in this small town and, and everything was close. And I just couldn't imagine, you know, how loud this scream was without other people, hey. other somebody's, hearing this right right wow yeah it is yeah it was really crazy but i kind of just like froze in my steps and and then with this voice coming at me i don't know if it was a voice i don't know if like telepathic right or what but you know telling me to leave or i will kill you and (sighs) i finally was able to break free and and run Mm -hmm. and run as fast as i could back to my house so how far, was, how far away was this uh, how far away was this from your house is it like uh, a quarter mile or closer or what are we talking uh we're probably talking 15 acres you know six mm-hmm. seven eight hundred yards wow okay so really pretty yeah. close yeah okay so so yeah got back to the house and yeah, I was just panicked, terrified. Um, yeah, it was really bizarre. <laughs> Were you able to share that with anybody at that point, or was this just something you just swallowed and dealt with? I pretty much just swallowed it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the tough part. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Right. 
Huh. Uh, one of the details I remember uh, when I was running away was, oh, man, I don't want whatever this is to see where I'm going, you know? Yeah. I want to see where I live. Uh-huh. And, and then also, uh, I remember getting really hot when I was running, uh-huh. like scalding hot. Oh, really? I, I think I ripped off my shirt when I was running. Like, I felt kind of like I was getting burned. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was really crazy. So it was really a, a supernatural kind of experience then, really, wasn't it? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Wow, that is intense. Yeah. yeah, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it and trying to figure out what was really going on. Right, yeah, because, I mean, that just takes you right into the twilight zone in one smooth step. It's not like it's not, <laughs> right. it's not like you got eased into it. You were just thrown in there. Wow. <laughs> right. That at is, 13, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Right. Well, you, you have uh, a very limited basis of understanding anyway, and then to be confronted right. with all of that. Wow, that's intense. Right. Oof. Right. So... That was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to it. Yeah, the baptism um, by fire, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I had a, a friend that kind of lived right behind me. Um, oh, probably two or three miles through the country, down a, a gravel road. We would hang out and listen to music. He had his boom box and it was normal for us to walk back and forth between houses um, at night, in the daytime, whatever. Well, this time we were leaving his house and it had gotten dark. So we were walking back towards my house down a, a forested gravel road, pitch black, and he had his boombox playing. Mm-hmm. Probably some know, Ozzy or Iron Maiden, <laughs> some crazy music sure. back in the, back in the eighties. Uh-huh. And, and, um, uh, this light appears out in the woods, oh. probably a hundred yards from us. Uh-huh. And at first we thought, oh geez, we, you know, made the neighbors mad or something playing the playing the music too loud. Uh-huh. Well, this light was super intense, mm-hmm. like way, way brighter than any flashlight could, could have been at the time, you know? Sure. I mean, it would remind me of like an LED type right now, but, okay. and so, so I got this really uneasy feeling, you know, knowing that this light's up in the woods, kind of like following us. Oh. And so I told him told him to turn the music down, you know, because it was just blaring through the forest, basically, right. down this road that we're walking, and that kind of made him mad, and so I took off running. I'm like, oh, I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> well, after I got, you know, probably 100 y- yards or so, I thought, well, geez, I'm just, you know, going further into the darkness by myself, and right. And so I came back, and my buddy was still mad, and but this light thing was just, you know, following us. And it kind of reminded me of like, oh, like the Scooby-Doo lantern. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like in the cartoons where they would hold out the lantern in front of them. Yes. But it was actually going around trees and it was following us. 
Oh my God. And, uh, yeah, very, very creepy. Kind of a, a whitish blue orb uh-huh. is what I'm calling it. Okay. And so, so I think he started running with me. We like took off to get away from it. So we probably went, I don't know, five, 600 yards down this road, closer to town. And I stopped I'm like, Oh, I got to catch my, catch my breath and <clears throat> kind of rethink all this. And mm-hmm. kind of our thing was, you know, back in the day was, you know, we would go to the bathroom in the middle of the road, kind of our act of <laughs> defiance, you know, okay, sure. <laughs> out, out in the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> this gravel road, dark road. Yeah. So I'm standing there and thinking that my buddy is, you know, 10, 10 or 15 feet away from me, just kind of waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear this little rustle in the bushes, which was nothing out in the country, you know, sure. little rabbit, whatever. Right. And so I'm standing there and I finish up. Well, I kind of feel like my buddy's getting closer to me. I'm like, ah, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. hang on. I'm almost done. We'll, we'll keep going. And, and it was like so intense, like he was right up on me. And so I reached out with both my hands to like, like feel him or push him or, you know, aha, I gotcha. Right. And, uh, I was quite a bit taller than him, but I reached up to where I thought it was his head. And when I reached out, I actually touched this huge, and I'm not sure what it was because it was pitch, pitch black, but it kind of felt like, I don't know, if you were to touch a possum. Oh, my God. <laughs> kind of kind of that coarse, yeah, you know, kind of sparsely hair. Yeah, it was, just, it was oh. weird. It really freaked me out thinking <laughs> that I was going to grab my friend and he was going to say, ah, and he didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I heard, yeah. So I spun around and took off running well you know, 20 yards away, there's my buddy. He was like, what are you doing? Are you running again? I'm like, what? Oh, no. Did you get any reaction? No, so I told him. Did it get, did no, it, no, no reaction it, at all? The thing, the thing never did anything, never grunted, never snorted, never. Oh, my God. I just reached up and, and grabbed whatever it was. And <laughs> and then when I realized it wasn't my friend, I just took off running again. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh no! I did, what, so, what was going through your head at this point? I mean, did you have uh, uh, the vocabulary to know is that a Bigfoot, or did what? What were you thinking? I, yeah, I didn't have a vocabulary for it. I didn't even okay. know if I do now. Right, um, right. Yeah, I was just totally freaked out. You know, the the orb thing or the light up in the woods. Uh-huh. I mean, that started it, and then you know, just a little bit further down the road, and all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm touching this, whatever it was. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's probably a good thing so you couldn't see. Can, uh-huh. You know, it's probably a good thing you couldn't see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, dear God. That's, in, that's intense. So, yeah, so I take off running. I'm trying to tell my friend, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I just grabbed, but it wasn't you, obviously. And he was kind of grumpy still, you know, from the music, you know, telling him to turn, turn it off. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I just kept going down this dark road and 
pretty much could hear this thing following us all the way back into town, probably another two miles oh, wow. you know, off on the side of the road. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, my, my buddy never really said anything, saw anything, never, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh-uh, we need to get out of here. And, <laughs> and yeah, he's just kind of, so, yeah, so the two or three miles back into town and back up to my house, you know, this thing was making noise following us in the brush. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it did actually huff. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, well, then, I'm like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so got a horse. <laughs> you know, thinking it was a horse out in the field. So I kind of walked up to him. I'm like, oh, well, that's behind us, you know. Right. It's all over. And, and this thing just lets out this big... <sighs> Kind of like a horse's you yeah. know, snort, or yep. not sure what they do, but oh, man. and then he, then my friends like uh, they didn't get a horse, and they don't have horses, and I'm like ah, oh. <laughs> ran back to the house. Oh man, see that's intense. Yeah. Enough. Your friend did see the light though, right? He did witness he that. Light. Definitely did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but you know the funny thing is, uh, he never really said anything about it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that is wild. It was, it was kind of strange. Okay, everybody. I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in well he at one time started talking about oh like alistair crowley oh okay i mean i was way too young to be knowing about this guy and what he does and i wasn't really interested in it and but he just kind of kept talking about him and he's like, Oh, my older brother, you know, he's kind of into this. And I'm like, well, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too young for that. Right. So it was pretty much the last time I hung out with this kid. <laughs> you Even, figure he was bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the, <laughs> the, the problem was, you know, our class was only, you know, 25 kids or something. So, Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I just kind of avoided him. He just kind of got 
weirder and weirder as the years went on. So, oh sure, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty crazy. So, and you, now, yeah, what what part of Oregon is this that you're growing up in? Uh, without being too specific, it's fine if you want to be more vague. Uh, uh, it's Western Oregon Western. in the valley. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. well, the foothills, the valley, okay. and the foothills. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much, it seems to me, and I can't say that I'm an expert on Oregon, but it seems to me that uh-huh. Oregon just generally is a real hotspot location for Bigfoot. You know, I've ran into the Bigfoots or the encounters with strange things all over Oregon. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Pretty much every, every place. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty much every place I go, I run into something strange with them. Sure. Well, that doesn't surprise me, I guess. You seem to be tuned to them to some degree. But So where are we going next? So then I have uh, another kid that I used to run around with and play baseball and stuff. And, and we were, uh, oh, let's see, we were going over to a friend's house kind of. The back way, of course. Mm-hmm. Not sure why I started taking the back ways everywhere, but uh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but we had devised this plan, me and my friend, uh, that we would take our BB guns out and we would go hunting, trekking through the Christmas trees, Christmas tree capital of the world back in the 1980s. Oh, okay. It's where we grew up, and yeah, so we had lots of Christmas trees and lots of fields and. So we, as we would ride by on on the bus, we would see all these huge jackrabbits just oh. running around through the fields. Okay. And and these things, you know, from a from a little kid and and from a, from the bus, they looked like they were about five or six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose <clears throat> these jackrabbits. Uh-huh. So I, I'm not sure why we thought our BB guns were going to do anything. Or we weren't really hunters, but <laughs> it was an, an adventure for us. So. Right. So we'd, I'm not even sure the time of year it was, Brent. I don't know if it was spring break or okay. or what, but, uh, so, but we'd planned a day of it and we maybe even a pack to lunch or something, but so we took off out of his house and it was basically just across the street from his house. So we get probably 10 minutes into our journey and we see our first jackrabbit. Like, oh, there's one. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was out of range for my little Daisy BB gun, but sure. he had a little fancier one. And But when we saw it, it stood up, and it did look five or six feet tall, probably 100 yards away. But when it looked at me, it had my face. It had your and face? It had my face on it, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. So uh, I'm stunned. Uh huh. And I just stand there like, uh, and then my friend, he's like, there's one. I said, yeah, did you see it? I said, it looked like me. It had my face and he never said anything. Oh, now, now when you say it had my face, does that mean it was very human mm-hmm. or it literally had your face? It literally had my face on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It stopped. It stopped. And when I saw it looking down the hill at this thing, it was like standing next to a 
five foot Christmas tree or whatever. Uh-huh. And it turned its head and looked at me and it had my face on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that is so, intense. I, I don't, don't know. That's one of those stories I can honestly say I've never heard before. Wow. Yeah. It gets worse or, or better. <laughs> yeah. As the trip goes on. Okay. <laughs> so I'm stunned, right? Oh, yeah. like, I didn't. I don't even know what to say. Of course, I've had these other two encounters, just, yeah. you know, whatever, apart, months apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what is going on with me? You know, right. you know 10, 12, 13 years old, oh. you know, no drugs, no, no nothing. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we continue along. Of course, we didn't take a shot. I'm like, well, can you get a bigger gun? Because that thing was huge. <laughs> It's like, no, my dad won't let me have my 22. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So it really so was, a, it really was uh-huh. a thing, though. I mean, it wasn't just a, a, a spiritual kind of thing. It was there as far as you guys were concerned. It was there, but my, my friend never confirmed that it had, had my face, face on it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what he saw, and I don't know what I Well, I know what I saw, you know. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Really. Never did take the shot. So, okay. No, no, okay. no. Well, I think that was a never good choice. Never took the shot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> never saw Never saw any more rabbits after that, I don't think. Oh, wow. But actually, Brent, this thing looked like, wow, you know, it basically looked like a kangaroo. Okay. I mean, that's how big it looked with okay. my face on it. That is, you know, thinking that we're seeing a jackrabbit, you know. Yeah, but it's so disturbing that that is just such a disturbing thought that you'd look and see something with your own face on it. You know, <laughs> right? Wow, exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah, so so we're like, well, I think we'll, we won't go down to where that thing was. We'll kind of veer off and start making our loop, uh-huh. and we're walking along and. We kind of look up in this, we're, of course, we're in the middle of this Christmas tree farm or field. And, mm-hmm. and along the fence line, there's, you know, some scrub trees and some big fir trees that were kind of outlined in the property. And mm-hmm. we saw this little scrubby tree in the fence line, and it was just going from left to right, like somebody was shaking it, like it was being pushed over and snapped mm-hmm. back. Wow. So the tree was probably... 10 feet tall, okay. but it was bending like a rubber band, you know, back and forth, left to right, left mm-hmm. to right. Okay. We're like, whoa, what is going on with that? You know, right. not that windy out. <laughs> so, so we start walking towards it. We're like, that's kind of weird. So kind of walking up this row and, and we come into the smell, this horrific smell. Wow. Okay. Of being country kids, we know what dead animals smell like we know what you know the barnyard smells like but this was just some intense smell we're like oh, oh horrible right and but the, the funny thing was that you could walk straight through it you know two or three feet you're through it and the air was clear you know oh. not like really like a roadkill smell but it was just this really pungent smelling well like what everybody says about bigfoot now yeah yeah, yeah, and of course, that's, when you what, walk, that's, you that's what's coming to my mind. Yeah, but yeah. I never have heard, I've never heard it described as being so localized, though. You know, I, I just always assumed yeah. when people are smelling that it's it's a, a complete area of smell, not a 
not a real microcosm of smell like you're explaining. That's very interesting. Yeah, it was really crazy. So we kind of just kind of shrugged it off. We're like, oh, I don't know what that was. We kind of looked under the trees, you know, looking for a rabbit or right. something hit by a tractor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, we could never find anything. So we're like, well, let's get out of here. That thing stinks. Yeah. So it was, we were guessing it was wafting down from the, the hilltop that we were climbing up this, you know, small incline or whatever. Sure. From the, from the way the wind blew, but. So we're heading towards this tree that was flopping back and forth and get right up to the top, 10, 20 feet away. And there were these tall firs in the fence line (coughs) outlining this field. And I looked up and there, oh, somewhere I had the number, um, but there was probably 18 coyotes thrown up into the trees. Oh, into these, into these big, huge fir trees, into the limbs, and they were all mangled. Oh wow! Blood still coming out of them, intestines. Oh dear! Uh, just literally thrown into these trees. Oh, and yeah, and honestly, it's like the first time I ever seen a a coyote up close, or you know, for. <laughs> Yeah. It's not the way you want to see the first one, I don't think, yeah? No. <laughs> so um, I looked at my friend. I'm like, what in the world? He's like, oh, Bobcat. Oh, Bobcat drug him up there. I'm like, whoa, what? A little Bobcat <laughs> is going to drag those big, Yeah. you know, I called them German Shepherds. That's how naive I was. I'm like. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah. But these things were mingled, Brent. I mean. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. So I counted them. I was like, there is a ton of coyotes just thrown into the trees up here. Uh-huh. Dr- dripping chaos, you know. Oh. Wow. So, so we looked at each other. We're like, we probably should head back towards the house. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, we were only, you know, four or 500 yards away. We weren't that far away from this house. Uh-huh. And so we took a right and walked up the fence line and and down in this little turnaround little area for a tractor or whatever, we see this huge animal laying there. Oh. So we're about 10 feet away up on this little dirt path or dirt row. And, and there's this huge animal just laying there, a little mm-hmm. bit in the fetal position, but it was so big, it was just laying there. Uh-huh. And so we're just looking at each other and I like kind of sneak around, you know, I didn't want to wake it. I didn't want it, you know, I didn't know if it was dead or what, Right. but, uh, but I, uh, I'm like sneaking up to it. I'm looking at my friend and he's, you know, nodding and <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get right up to this, you know, I walk up to the back of it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's laying there. It must have been, oh, probably 10, 12 feet oh. long. Oh, my God. Okay. But it's laying there, laying there at my feet, you know, just laying right in front of me. And what is it? And that's, that's the million-dollar question. So 
Does it look? I can get right up to it. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm I'm just waiting with bated breath here. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So that's the first time, um, you know, I've seen the color uh, burnt sienna. That's the color of it. Okay. It's kind of a rusty. Mm-hmm. So I get right up to this thing, and I'm, I'm like looking at the hair, the fur, or whatever it is, and trying to gauge how long it is. And I, I came up that it was about three or four inches long, the hair or the fur or whatever it was. Okay. And so my buddy's still standing, you know, about 10 feet away up on the hill, kind of looking down on that thing and me right up next to it. And I just go to look at the face. I looked at the feet. I couldn't really see them because they were kind of tucked and kind of, I just couldn't see them. So I went to peek over the top of this thing. Mind you, looking over it, it was probably three or four feet mm-hmm. to look over it. That's how massive this thing was. Oh, my God. So you go to peek over to see its face, mm-hmm. and my buddy yells, run! What? Run? So we take off. Yeah, run! <laughs> so we take off running, and he's like, well, actually, if I can back up just a hair. Just before I went to peek, peek at the face, we heard this gibberish kind of up the path, kind of where we were heading. All right. Well, it's kind of, well, it was the samurai chatter is right. what I heard. Yeah, that's what I'm... Like the Ron Moorhead. Yep. Yeah. The Sierra Sons. But Yeah, exactly. But being, you know, our age or whatever, I, I don't know how politically correct this is, but at the time, I thought it was like the migrant farm workers like that worked in the fields. Sure. Sure. I just thought they were, you know, speaking back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, we'll just walk by them and, you know, maybe tell them about the the coyotes in the trees or whatever. And we'll just run on home. So, but we'd heard that just before I looked over. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's, that's strange. So, so I go and try to look and he yells, run. So we just take off running (laughs) Running back to the house. Uh-huh. Of course, we were there in no time, you know, probably 10 minutes or whatever. And and I'm just beside myself thinking, what in the world? Did, what just happened to us? Right. I'm like, T- you know, tell your mom, tell your mom what happened. So he kind of did. And I'm like, and she just kind of, you know, poo-pooed the whole thing. She's like, well, <laughs> do you guys want to go to town with me? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and he's no. like, yep, yep. Yep, yeah, let's, let's get the I'm hell like, out of what? here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? So what did he see that triggered the whole run thing? Did he see anything or was it just that chatter? I, you know, he would, he's to this day, won't even talk about it. Oh, to wow. this day. Right. And yep. he's the one that makes the most fun of me for all my Bigfoot sightings. And most of them were with him. <laughs> Right. It's just curious that, you know, Mm. he was encouraging you, look, go ahead and peek. Yeah, do that. And then suddenly that chatter sound happens and he's like, run. So you got to wonder, did he see something that he realized this was not a good situation all of a sudden? Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Wow. Okay. You know, on on top of seeing the the slaughtered coyotes and and this creature laying in front of us, you know. That I was inches away from. Oh my God! That oh was man! Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's you know, so let's see. already uh-huh. with your stories, it's like, it's amazing you're here with us because <laughs> I just can't imagine all of this time you were so close to these beings and uh, God only knows what they're capable of, but oh. Right. I know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Totally crazy. Okay. Yeah, so we get back to his house, and he just doesn't really tell his mom anything. You know, he doesn't want to, I don't know. But yeah, he lets it go, and she's like, well, let's go to town, and we'll go shopping. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I just want to go home. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. Just lay in your own I fetal had a position. Busy day already. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Big D, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wow, that's intense. Uh, very, very intense. I say that word a lot, but I mean these stories are are really incredible. Um, you know, you you, you don't yeah. usually hear so much, uh, so many encounters, uh, so you know, in such a close time span. But you know, I right. don't, I, 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 I don't at all doubt you. Don't get me wrong. It's just these are right, right. very unique stories. Wow. Well, and the the crazy thing is, Brent. You know. From my house, from my our little farm, mm-hmm. we would be looking at that Christmas tree field. Um, so I could, you know, go home and go out in the backyard and look, you know, exactly where this all happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I could see my buddy's house up on the hill and, and uh, <laughs> you know, see the, you know, where everything happened, where the coyotes would have been. Mm. Well, and then the crazy thing is, uh, where the orb and where I touched something mm-hmm. was directly behind my house. I couldn't actually see the road, but I knew it was there. Mm-hmm. And it was only, you know, a quarter of a mile away from my house. Mm. So as I'm looking out, I can see all these different spots where all these crazy things had happened. Yeah. It's not like I could really get away from them, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, the the other curiosity is, did did anyone ever find those coyotes and make any kind of any kind of ruckus about it, or did they just kind of get forgotten? No. Yeah, just pretty much forgotten. Huh. Nobody okay. ever really said anything. Of course, there was you know only the basically just migrants working in there. You know, mm-hmm. who knows what they thought? <laughs> right. Maybe they knew. They probably saw them all the time. You know. Yeah. That's that's very peculiar. But wow. Very intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so then the same friend, you know, we'd spend the night at each other's house. And mm-hmm. I'd spent the night back up to, at his house. And and we had another friend that lived kind of through the woods and, you know, not, not too far away. But so we took this kind of the back way to our friend's house. And we were kind of walking down this new trail. And we didn't really travel a lot, but. Mm-hmm. We knew how to get to the house, and we came across this structure, kind of like a fort, deep in the woods, you know, but in between all these different houses, you know, 10, 20-acre plots. Mm-hmm. So we came across this, this structure, and we thought, oh, well, so-and-so, they built a fort out here. Mm-hmm. Kind, of a, kind of a horrible-looking fort. It's not what we would have built, but it was definitely a structure. Okay. So we were kind of laughing about it and walking along and, and, uh, we came across this dead deer, this doe. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically laying right in front of us, but its head was twisted. Oh, I mean like completely twisted around. Oh, beautiful doe deer laying there. And, 
And, uh, and I said, well, I mean, that was, you know, the first time I'd probably ever seen a deer that close, up close. And sure. I said, well, how, how would its neck get twisted around like that? And of course my friend says, well, Bobcat. <laughs> Had Bobcat on the brain, I guess, you know. Yeah, these are some and impressive like, bobcats. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a, a bobcat could twist a neck like that, but okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we just kind of sat down and we're like, I don't know why we even sat down. We just, we just sat down. I'm like, ah. And so we were sitting there and uh, kind of just talking about it. And we weren't too far away from the friend's house, so I don't know why we really walked by it or, uh-huh. you know, why we didn't walk by it. But we just sat down. Huh. <clears throat> and so all of a sudden we heard this little commotion in the in the woods, kind of behind where the deer was laying. Okay. And out comes a little fawn. Oh. Little baby fawn starts walking towards us. Mm-hmm. Of course, I grew up on a farm. I had sheep and animals. You know, I, I liked them mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I started walking towards the fawn. I'm like, oh, it's walking up to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's mom's laying there, obviously. Yeah. And so I'm getting closer and closer. I mean, I, I could almost like pet this little fawn. And um, my buddy's like, something doesn't feel right. Hmm. I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, he's like, something's off here. And I was like, well, I don't know. He's like, come back over here and sit down by me. So we're sitting there basically on this little trail or whatever and uh and i don't know we're just sitting there brent and and then i just like got up and was standing around talking and we're kind of discussing the deer and i started getting pebbles thrown at me thinking it was pine cones like like whoever had built the fort like our Mm -hmm. our friends or neighbors that had built the fort were like pranking us and they started throwing pebbles at me okay and so, of course, of course, we knew the family, and we weren't going to have that. So I reached down to grab some rocks or something to to throw at them, <laughs> and I only grabbed pine pine needles and pine cones and uh-huh. nothing that would really throw and do anything. I'm like, that kind of freaked me out. I'm like, where are these rocks coming from? Uh-huh. <clears throat> where are they getting rocks to throw at us if if there's none here that I can reach down and get them? Yeah. So we yelled at them. We're like, ah, go away. You know, we're going over to so-and-so's house. You know, leave us alone. So I remember that commotion stopped. So I sat back down and next to my friend and we're just talking again. Apparently we were in no hurry to get to wherever we were going. But <laughs> okay. so I sat down next to my friend and we're just talking and probably about the deer, the doe or whatever, and or the fawn. And, and I kind of feel like something's poking me kind of in the lower back. Okay. I'm like, you know, kind of like, well, you're sitting in the, in the forest and you're probably a stick or something. Right. But this thing is like persistent. Like I'm not moving and the thing's still poking me. I'm like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of nudged my friend and kind of like glanced with my eyes over my shoulder. I'm like, I'm going to look. And Brent, I turned around in a sitting position and looked behind me and about 16 inches away from my face, Mm -hmm. I could tell there was an animal there. 
poking me. And as I went from left to right to cover its face, I just saw like black around the eyes. And then the closer I got over his eyes, I realized, you know, it was an angry animal. Oh. Um, yeah. Can you explain that? And yeah. Um, I think when I jumped up, I, I yelled like, Curious George, an angry Curious George is poking me or something. Okay. But it had like black, like starting from like the temple area over mm-hmm. his eyes, around his eyes. And that's about as far as I saw. Mm. So it looked very yeah, much like, I, a, like a primate? Uh-huh. Go ahead. It looked very much like a primate. It did. Okay. It did, yeah. Of course. Mm. You know, my vocabulary at the time, that's all I could think of, you know, to explain to my friend what it was. I'm like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. So I jumped up and I was freaking out. Well, just about that time, here comes this commotion down the hillside towards us. Okay. Like a bluff charge is what I later found out to what what it was. But yeah, here comes this bulldozer car coming down this hillside at us. You know, and I looked at the width, thinking that it was the kids with the with the uh, fort. You know, they were all, you know, side, you know, shoulder to shoulder coming down. But it was like, no way! It's like eight feet across, coming straight down towards us. Oh man! Of course, we turned and ran. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. Lots of confusion. We got lost trying to run back. We were confused where we were. We're, Yeah, it was just a a crazy, crazy experience. That is intense. So did that, when you saw that face, did it just dart back then, or did it fade out, or did you just change your view? You know, I think think I'm the one that actually moved. Um, As I panned from left to right, you know, like covering, covering the face, I could see that it was angry. You know, it just had this angry look on it. Right. Uh, assuming it was a, a juvenile Sasquatch. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then and you, so, you just shot uh-huh. up on your feet and started running or or moved? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yep. I think as soon as I jumped up to move, I'm sure it took off. And then, well, whatever yeah. was with it was bigger. And it started coming towards it. Okay. Which was towards us. Right. So we just yeah, took off running again. Run. You know? <sighs> wow. <laughs> that is, yeah. that, you know, yeah. people, people uh, you know, look for these things. And here you are, and mm-hmm. they're just, they're finding you. <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, and I I found that in my in lifetime, um, that they will find you. You don't have to look for them. Yes, I, I agree matter- with that, as a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just about any any place I go in the woods or, or whatnot, yeah, you can pretty much tell if they're there or not. At least I can. Right. Just have this weird, weird feeling and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is just incredible. Very wild encounters. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes.
right, everybody, and we're back, and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up. We're going in. Where are we going next? Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Um, Yeah, I might have to catch my breath over that one. Yeah, that's well. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's such a powerful experience, and and it's and it's bizarre because as I'm listening to it, I'm putting myself in your position, and the fact that you fun- right. that you functioned at all in that position is so right. impressive to me. Um, you know, maybe it's just the naivety of not knowing what it is you're dealing with, or you know, not having a a, a frame of reference, but. You know, if I turned and saw that, I think I would have been, you know, myself in the fetal position. Just that would have been a quivering mass or something. Right. And maybe that comes from right. knowing, knowing, you know, the the scale and the the various stories that we hear. You know, that could be part of it. But man, I got to give you a lot of credit because you didn't you didn't quit well, being who you were. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean? It's like you didn't quit being, you know, a kid and being outside. And even though you'd seen these terrifying things, you still continued to be well, the person you were. Right, right. So I got to give, give you a lot true. of credit. Yeah, unfortunately, I was a, a straight-A student up until that point, And then I got into high school and it all went to heck because of all these sightings. Yeah, it was really sad, but. Yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah. this right. is a lot for anybody to absorb, you know. And yeah, that's that's an incredible amount of uh, of reality that you're getting forced into your face, and uh, that does I mean, right. I, I imagine the the one the only thing that you had was just to maybe withdraw, and and maybe that's why your grades suffered and stuff. But then again, there, there's adults that get PTSD from these things, you know, and they've only had maybe one encounter, but you've got so many and, and, you know, the fact that right. you still, you know, lived a life and, and built a, built a, a, a life for yourself is just incredible. <laughs> Trying to, you're right. Yeah. Well, I have two, two more huge encounters. I mean, like, you know, kind of like these last couple ones and sure. then, uh, you know, I have other smaller ones, but you know, compared to these, they're really nothing. I mean, sure. Well, let's um, cover the two huge ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in high school, probably a oh, probably two two years or more after the uh, the Curious George, the Angry Curious George, and mm-hmm. uh, we were all kind of well, we were bored. There was five or six of us, and we decided that we were going to have oh, a couple beers and and drive up into the mountains, mm-hmm. drive up. And I don't know, I guess that's what we used to do back in the day, but, um, so we did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that was even probably our first time that we were even drinking. So maybe just a beer or two a piece and we were plenty fine. And, and, uh, the whole night actually was just kind of weird. Uh, we'd met some other, another friend and his buddy were coming up. And we actually met him halfway, halfway up the hill. And so we all stopped and kind of met up and told him where we were going and blah, blah, blah. And well, anyway, going up to the mountains, uh, my friend wrecked. 
oh. the other the other kid. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'd all gone to school with each other since you know first first grade all the way up into high school. So you know we all knew each other very well. Uh-huh. So I so I saw behind us that our friend had wrecked, went off the road. Oh. Well, and I had to beg whoever was driving the car to please stop. You know he'd wrecked and. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just all kind of nonchalant about it, like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, stop the car, you wrecked. Yeah. And so, of course, I I bailed out of the car, and I run back, and he's just a bloody mess, but he's fine. Oh. Uh, he's like, oh, I just went into the ditch, I'm fine. And everybody's like, oh, okay, well, see you later. Oh, no. Like, well, we, we, can, we can't just leave him out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he, he's like, oh, no, my brother's coming up behind us. He'll He'll be here anytime. But all my, the rest of the friends were like, oh, well, we're leaving. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So we all just piled back in the car and left him in the ditch. And <laughs> yeah, it was kind of strange. It was yeah. kind of strange. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'll kind of shorten the story a little bit. So we, we end up up in the mountains, up on this logging landing, uh, overlooks a clear cut, mm-hmm. just been logged. And. As we went into the last turn up on this logging landing, I swore I saw a foot or a calf walk into the woods, like, mm. you know, like a Bigfoot. Yep. Like just the foot and the calf mm-hmm. go into the woods. Of course, nobody else saw it. Of course, I was on high alert, you know, being in the woods, mm-hmm. you know, with all of my other experiences. Right. So it kind of really freaked me out. And so we stopped and standing around joking whatever and we looked down over this landing down through the clear cut back into the trees we could see just this massive array of lights uh have you ever heard strange familiars uh timothy runner's site seven i don't think so his story no well it's just uh i guess he's experienced it back east but okay but we looked down and we could see just this massive dome of lights just going off in the woods. Oh. It would, yeah. Wow. I mean, pitch black, out in the middle of nowhere, on the logging site, mm-hmm. and down this hill. Um, Let's see. Kind of looked like, oh, like the fireworks that you light, and they, they spin up. Oh sure. Emitting light, they they drop down, spin up, jump jump yep. around. Yep. But it but it was about twenty yards long of just this massive chaos of lights. Oh wow! And all five of us or six of us were like, "What is going on down there?" We're like, "Oh, it could be hunters," it, mm. which obviously it couldn't have been. Right. But you know, we were just trying to justify it or whatever. So we're standing you know, a couple hundred yards away seeing all this. We're like, what? And, uh, but Timothy explains it. Uh, I think he calls it site seven that he researches, but, okay. but he's encountered this before too. So this is going on in front of us down the hill, a couple hundred yards. And, and it's kind of really creaky out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Well, no kidding. I'm not sure how long this went on, probably five, ten minutes, and all of a sudden, these three great big orange balls 
come marching out in unison out of this chaos, out of this light chaos. Okay. Yeah. These three orange orbs. Wow. All in unison, all equally distanced apart. They look like basketballs from where we were Mm -hmm. a couple hundred yards away. That's how big they were. Jeez. And we're like, what is going on down there? Yeah. And, yeah, and, of course, nobody says anything. We're like, well, it's kind of strange. Well, in the meantime, as this is all happening, so I have a what I think is a Bigfoot behind us up on the hill. Mm-hmm. We're looking down down this hill, seeing all the lights and the orbs, and all of a sudden, off in the distance in the on the horizon, I zero in on this red glowing ball. Mm-hmm. Up in the sky, it kind of looks like an airplane coming in. Okay. Of course, we're out in the middle of the woods in the mountains. There's no airplanes out there. Sure. No flight flight paths or anything. But I just feel like this thing is like lasered in on me. Oh. This red dot, probably 10, 15 miles out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's really kind of freaking me out. So I got all the chaos down below, the light coming at me. And then I... I think I even said something to my buddy. I'm like, do you see that? He's like, yeah, it's probably an airplane. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's been there the whole time and it's getting closer to us. And yeah, anyway, I finally coaxed everybody to get back in the car and get away. And I just kind of ducked down in the back seat. I mean, this thing was oh. focused on me, this red light coming out of the sky at us. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> And it, yeah. did you did it ever get close enough that you could see what it was or what it looked like up close? You know, I never never let it. Yeah, okay. um, all I could tell it was getting closer. You know, bigger, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I basically just jumped in the back seat of the car and like crouched down and like hid from it. Oh, I so don't... we're driving back towards town and getting away. And I said, "Is it still there?" And one of the kids like, "Yeah, it's still there." Oh, I'm like, what? Huh. So we finally lost it, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't blame you because, you know, your track record is you're bound to see something horrible if you wait a long round, long enough. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I think I, I just had him drop me off at the house. I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going back home. Do you, do you have any experience with abduction? <laughs> mm, you know... My first UFO sighting, Brent, um, I had when I was probably six or seven. Okay. And there might have been some lost time there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was really strange. Well, generally because the, the fact mm-hmm. that it seemed to be zeroed in on you, uh, there's a lot of people that have been abducted or, or have gone through the abduction, uh, I don't know, experiences. And they they do seem to be zeroed in on, but there's they believe that that could be due to some kind of implants where they can track um, their abductees. And perhaps, perhaps that's what happened when you're five or six is that maybe you got, for lack of a better term, tagged, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I have wondered that actually. Yeah. That might be interesting to look into. Um, But yeah, that's, that's incredibly daunting to think that something was coming for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And, and yeah, just the feeling of it, you know, like zeroed in, like it kind of knew what I was doing or it felt like it did. Right, right. Very, very intense. But, all right. What's the other big one? 
So the other big one, um, let's see, years later, probably 20 years later, moved away from that small town, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, Went off, had life. Well, the kids had just uh, went into college, got out of the house, went into college, Mm -hmm. downsized, and I moved over to the coast. And it was without giving specific details, but it was pretty close to uh, the busiest state park that we have here in Oregon. Okay. Very popular place. And we weren't probably less than a quarter of a mile away from it. Mm. So we move into this tiny little house, kind of just enjoying the coast life. And, and, um, uh, like unpacking and getting everything situated. And I could hear, this isn't necessarily a Bigfoot story, but this is part of it. Um, we were unpacking, uh, the wife was in another part of the house unpacking and I was in the main living room and I could hear this opera music playing. Well, she likes her, her music. And I thought, well, she was just listening, mm-hmm. listening to opera. And so this went on for a couple of nights. And finally I said something, I said, why are you listening to this opera over and over? She goes, I thought you were listening to it. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh. no. I mean, we were only probably 30 feet away from each other, but just in different rooms. Right. I'm like, no. And I'm like, every time I hear you go in there, I hear this opera music. Uh-huh. And she goes, no, she goes, no, I thought you were listening to it. And so it just kind of went back and forth and just a weird experience that we had in this small little house yeah <laughs> that is uh was there other activity there or was that just the one-off thing uh well that was the only activity that we had in the house okay gotcha we yeah <laughs> quite a bit of activity outside <laughs> sure so <laughs> what it was was uh tucked back in to the coastal forest maybe mm. uh oh we were probably a mile away from the ocean okay in the forest, um, and we were very close to a Masonic Lodge, oh. which had an outdoor, um, oh, what did they call it? Like an outdoor, well, where they do their ceremonies out, outdoors. Okay. All carved out of these huge trees, like chainsaw carving. Sure. Okay. So they had their whole temple floor, the seating and everything was all these huge tree rounds. Wow. And I would walk back in there and just kind of sit and kind of look around and just enjoy the quiet, but always had an uneasy feeling, especially when we moved there. I was like, this is definitely Bigfoot area. I could feel it. Sure. But never had any real, you know, experiences outside. I was like, well, you'd think they'd be, be right through here. Well, cut the story short. I was sitting in the living room taking a break from unpacking or whatever. And I could hear all this commotion outside. It was a kind of a cement clad house. The siding was. And, okay. But I had a, I had a big window there. And so I got up to the window and I was like trying to listen outside, you know, cause we were, we had neighbors, but they were, you know, a distance away, but mm-hmm. uh, I could hear all this gibberish or talking. Right. So I, kind of strained a little bit, 
little bit, and I cracked the window open and pretty much heard the Ron Moorhead samurai oh. chatter again. I'm like, what? <laughs> really freaked me out. Oh, yeah, no. really freaked yeah. me out. <laughs> so I call, call to my wife. I'm like, you have to come here and hear this. This is, you know, she's a transplant. She's not from Oregon. So I was trying to, you know, I, of course, I told her about all my experiences. And and uh, I'm like, no, this is the time that you're going to hear it and maybe see one. Right. And so I Googled it, you know, YouTubed the Sierra sounds and played it for her as this was all going on outside. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to listen to this. This is a Bigfoot. And so, you know, it took that much time to Google it. She listened to it. I cracked the window some more. I said, listen, that's the same thing that you're hearing. Yep. Sure enough. Oh, wow. So that put her on edge and freaked me out. I'm like, oh, they're right outside. <laughs> and so somewhere, somewhere along the lines, we had this huge, like, parking lot light that shined over into the Masonic Lodge parking lot. Okay. Well, for some reason, it was wired into our, our house or our property, and oh. and we could hear these things going around the outside of our little house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go flip on that light and really freak them out, you know, maybe scare them off, right? <laughs> okay. And so I did. I went and flicked on this big parking lot light, big floodlight, and, um, yeah, that didn't work. They, well, it came right up to the house mm-hmm. and outside and let this huge growl out. <laughs> and just, I mean, basically reverberated, you know, through her and I. Oh, wow. And, you know, scared us, scared us to death, basically. Yeah. In, and, that was probably um, in reaction uh-huh. to you turning on that light? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Of course, we were deathly afraid to, to peek out the window. <laughs> yeah. um, sure. Right? Even though it was, you know, just right outside the door, right in front of us, mm-hmm. you know, two or three feet away. We're like, ah. Yeah. But we could tell, you know, the height of it, the way that the sound came down into the house, you know, that mm-hmm. this thing was massive. Oh. I mean, I'm guessing 10 feet or more. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... But the crazy thing was, Brent, that it reached up and pulled the light down and broke it off on top of our house. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a... Yeah. So the Masons uh, had installed this light, and, of course, the next day I had to tell them, oh, it fell down. Well, it actually got pulled down. <laughs> got broke. down, yeah. And they were perplexed, of course. They're like, well, this has never happened. Like, well, maybe I didn't want to tell them what what I thought happened. You know, right. the Bigfoot growled at us and yeah. reached up and pulled the thing down and broke it. But wow. pretty much what happened. Oh, my God. And just this. Yeah. So how yeah. much of a reach would that be? It reached up on top of your house and pulled um, it You know, I helped them replace it or fix it. Uh-huh. And... You know, it was, you know, like a double extension ladder, you know, just propped sure. up on the house and then probably another six feet up. Wow. I okay. don't, I don't understand it either. I don't know. These things were massive and the growl was so intense mm-hmm. and you could, you know, definitely feel it in your chest. Wow. Just reverberating through. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> 
So no, <laughs> note to self, don't turn on floodlights. <clears throat> yeah, especially at the Oregon coast, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming there was just two of them there. That's what we could hear as far as the, oh, the, the conversation they were having. But mm-hmm. very creepy. Very creepy. They do seem to find you, don't they? They do. Huh. They do. You know, I was just talking about... I have no, no problem. Yeah, I was just talking about the UFOs and how they, they, you know, of course, people have found implants and stuff. But you got to wonder if there isn't mm-hmm. something that happens to experiencers of Sasquatch because it, it's, it seems to be more than, more than statistically an average that if someone experiences a Sasquatch once, they're so much more likely to have a second experience. And I don't know if it's something gets opened in our awareness that makes us more aware of them, whereas you know people that mm-hmm. haven't had an experience could probably just look past them a million times and never see them there. But those that have experienced it... Like something gets undone in our brains. It's like, oh yeah, there you are. There you are. And like, there's a different awareness that's born out of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. That's just <laughs> I really don't know. It's very incredibly intense. And I, and I, I know you have more smaller stories to share and I would love for you to come back and share those <laughs> as well. But um, we, yeah. we've gone about an hour, so I think we're, we're uh, about okay, at the end yeah. of this. But I, I really can't thank you enough, Eric, for, for coming on and, and sharing these and, and letting us have a little glimpse into your life and experiences. Because, I, like I say, I really learn from everybody's, everybody's encounters. And that's, uh, I, I don't think I'd want to repeat any of your encounters because I think you know, the danger in those situations could be so incredibly high and and the risk to harm, of course, but it is fascinating to have an opportunity to see what you've seen through your stories and experiences. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Brent. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, just been a great experience. So uh, uh, that's going to wrap this up. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Paranormal Portal Radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows in our, uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.